Yo, we're tearing into Tuesday. It's about to be wheels up on our way to Phoenix. Not quite yet. Today, we're talking about return of the rebates. Farewell to the Hemi. And hello to Grok. We're going to meet Grok, Grok today. Grok. The people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stay with me. I drive Cybertruck. I Grok. I Grok. That's kind of the same thing, actually. Yeah. It is. Grok drives a Cybertruck. That's so true. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this one. It's so good. Man, I, I, I don't know if you were watching all over the socials yesterday, but it was all used car week. There's a ton of people out there from all across the auto industry. They got to celebrate all the dealer nominees for their, 40, for their version of their 40 under 40 uh, awards. And we saw, saw a few of the, the Asodu kind of community in, in and around there all, all over the stage yesterday. For so. sure. I saw some Asodu booth designs at used car week, which is pretty oh. dope. I, I love it. That. I saw that a little. Set yeah. the tone, transferred to use car week. Pretty sweet. Good plan. Good plan. Um, I also saw they were playing pickleball. What an awesome networking event. Did you see that? Absolutely. Pickleball network event. Palm trees. Pickleball DJs. and Scottsdale, Arizona go hand in hand like peanut butter and jelly. Good you know, like night. they were meant for each other. I can't wait. We're going to have pickleball at a soda con. I love it when other people come up with good ideas. We're like, we're stealing that one. <laughs> Take hey, that. check this out. This showed up. You didn't even see this yet. Oh, no. I think I know who sent this, but I don't know yet. I have to verify. Oh, but in honor yeah. of a SodaCon 2024 in May. Oh. oh, my goodness. Look at that. What even? It's an Orioles jersey. Little Orioles jersey. I know I, exactly who sent it. I think I know who sent it. I, I, I won't say it. We're going to verify and then say that. But that's pretty dope. I, I've never had. You know, I thought about this. And I, I'm pretty neutral on feelings about the Orioles. Like, we should have just had a SodaCon in Philly again just so I could get Philly's jersey. More jerseys. <laughs> You're like, I get the basketball jersey and the baseball jersey. And no, <laughs> but a SodaCon is coming in hot in May this year. Don't have to wait till September, May in 2024. Uh, what is it, the week of the 13th? We'll just say that right, right. now. Just yep. circle the week of the 13th in circle May. the whole week. And just, we got a lot of extra stuff uh, on both ends of the conference. We're obviously in planning phase right now. But um, if you want to be a part of it, sponsor, collaborator, send an email to us. Please, amj at asotu.com. A-M-J at asotu.com. The prospectus, I don't know if it's, I know it's done. I saw it in the Slack channel. It's, it's like Is it 93% out? done. Okay. It could go out today. It could go Which, out. Which, by today. the way, is record time for us. Absolutely. <laughs> because it's Way before uh, 90 days. You can budget for it. All kinds <laughs> of fun. Um, look, we hope to double down on the community feeling. It's all about conversations this year. We're crafting a very specific format so that people have time to talk with other people about the important issues. Um, yep. Yeah. So check it out. No site up. No logo design up. It will be soon, though. So very soon. It's done. Soon. Okay. Uh, Kyle and I are wheels up. Wheels up uh, tomorrow morning, probably. For Used Car Week, yeah, yeah tomorrow Used Car Week, we're coming for you. If you're there, Used Car Week, we're sorry we couldn't get there earlier, but we'll be there. We'll be there all day Wednesday, all day Thursday. Um, so we got a lot of fun. We'll be live podcasting from the podcast stage. I think we're at 5 o'clock on Wednesday evening, and then 2 o'clock on Thursday. On Thursday, right after Navicon, we're going to have Steve Greenfield. We're going to have, like, the, the little winning party is going to migrate over to the podcast booth, and we're going to talk about what's happening. I love it. Maybe we'll get a surprise ending. I don't Speaking know. of talking about what's happened. Whoa. Stop. Let's get so it. Into the first story. Into the first story. Feels like, like winter today. All right. Amidst a notable deceleration in the EV market, automakers are adapting their sales strategies, reflecting uh, 
basically a shift from high demand to, uh, we'll call it a more challenging landscape. Now incentives and rebates are coming back. Who would have thought it would be the EVs where the rebates were coming back? So Ford has reduced its price of its Mach-E by $7,500. they are also offering, here's the rebate part, $7,500 on top of the federal tax rebate for some F-150 Lightning pickups. They said 10 grand off trucks. On the hood. <laughs> man, oh man, it's been a long time since we've seen that. Um, VW is also advertising an ID4 lease with zero down. Uh, another little, it's not quite a rebate, but kind of. Um, so this is one of my favorite quotes ever. I th this is from Joseph Yoon, an analyst at Edmonds, pointing to a mismatch between the industry's expectations and their current consumer buying behavior. Here's the quote. I think there was a miscalculation about demand and how much EVs would be coveted. I think there was a miscalculation. I, Joseph, you are right on the money. I wish there was like 83 trigger pads I could hit about that. <laughs> You know, something like that. Yes. Uh, the the other one that I saw this morning was GM uh, changed their forecast of, of manufacturing and delivering 400,000 EVs through 2024. They changed that forecast. Um, they're not committing to that anymore. So, like, there's just a changing tune. And we all knew this was, like, we no were, matter how much you try and manufacture demand, it is always consumers that come up with the demand. It doesn't matter whether demand is high or demand is low. They will change the way that things get manufactured, no matter the product sector. And so we're seeing the reality of that right now. I think it's good that it's happening now. And it's not like, oh, oh we produce 400,000 of these things. Yeah, good thing um, they couldn't produce them faster at this right, point. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, just dealing with rebates and incentives and how much these things are going to be reduced in price and then what the volatility of that does to the used car market we've seen that with tesla adjusting prices over the years like the ev market new and used is so volatile right now and i think like dealers are are questioning uh like what to do next actually there's a quote in in this article from jeff dyke he's the president of sonic automotive um he says is it sustainable forever absolutely not they're gonna have to find a way to make these things cheaper uh there you so, go people didn't want to pay a premium um nope. you know the one thing i really don't like about this is that when the government steps in to artificially inflate demand or push an agenda private industry is left holding the bag in a lot of senses. So um, the dealers are probably be in good shape on this just because the manufacturers are going to be left figuring out what to do with incentives and things like that. And I think it'll equalize, um, you know, EVs will become adopted, but just in a more consumer driven pace and not a rhetoric driven pace. Funny thing about that. Speaking of, I don't know, watching grown men cry. Well, 2025 will be the year the world will hear a grown man, very good shape too, I might add. Scott Simons, uh, partner at uh, Carter Myers, Jeep, Dodge, all the Stellantis stores and some others. As Stellantis kisses the iconic Hemi goodbye, the company is steering its light duty Ram trucks toward electrification and discontinuing the Hemi engine in the light trucks starting in the year 2025. So let's moment of silence for that. I remember when it came. Oh, I remember when the Hemi came back and it was the biggest deal. So here's the deal. In the meantime, in the meantime, they're getting rid of the Hemi, but 
they're introducing a new plug-in hybrid model. Pretty awesome name, the Ram Charger. <laughs> That's great name. The Ram Charger I mean, and Grok are going to square off. Maybe, maybe Grok and the Ram Charger are going to have a fight. It's So the Ram what Charger- What is this world? It is a transitional <laughs> option for consumers hesitant to adopt a fully electric vehicle. So here's, I, I did a little research because this wasn't All in right. the article. Give so, it to so in the So the Ram Charger is coming out. It's the plug-in hybrid model. Yep. When the truck doesn't have a Hemi in it, though, it actually is replacing a gas engine in where the Hemi used to be called another awesome name, a six-cylinder Hurricane, right. right? So basically, it's a V6, a supercharged or turbocharged V6 option. The Hemi produced 394 horsepower. The Hurricane produces 540 horsepower. So I think people are going to get over it pretty quickly. Um, I think they are too. And some of this yep. is driven by Stellantis facing penalties, I guess, for uh, not meeting efficiency standards or emission standards yep. in the U.S. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we actually, we forget about that. There's actually a an average emission standards uh, coming up in 2025 that the average across your brand has to meet a certain minimum standard highway and, and city combined miles per gallon. And this is why so many have moved to hybrids or moved to electrification or even removed larger SUVs and trucks from their model lineup because of the need to change how, what like the overall average across all models is. Um, you know, you see like some of the manufacturers like Mazda and Subaru, just kind of like when it came out, they're like, Matt, we've been doing that for years, but all these other manufacturers are faced with this, like massive penalties coming up here soon. Um, so I get why, why Stellantis is doing this because there's a bottom line impact to having that type of vehicle that just guzzles gas. That's right. That's right. So, um, Hey, look, a lot of this is changing, but you know, Stellantis give leave it to, you know, the Dodge brand to just come up with some, and the Ram brand to come up with some just awesome, like grunty names to throw into the mix. We'll take it. Speaking of awesome grunty names to throw into the mix. Segway. Time. Not to be outdone by OpenAI and all of their announcements, uh, your savant level overly direct college roommate AI chatbot has finally hit the scene (laughs) as Elon Musk's new company, XAI has launched a language model named Grok. Grok. Grok boasts a more uni- uh, unfiltered and witty approach to AI interactions, challenging the norms of AI guardrails. Mm. Uh, so here's the here's the big difference in this large la- uh, language model um, to like some of the others, like ChatGPT. Uh, XAI is going to leverage leverage Twitter's real time data. Um, uh, Twitter, now known as X, uh, obviously. Uh, what they want it to do is have fewer restrictions than competing AI models, meaning it's willing to engage in more controversial topics <laughs> or spicy questions. You may or may not know the guy that's kind of leading the charge here. Um, XAI has indicated that Grok, initially trialed by a select few, is set to expand its user base to those who request access. Additionally, Elon Musk has declared that the X platform, that all X Premium Plus subscribers will gain access immediately to the model. However, XAI has not committed to a public release of any models at this time. This is the big quote. Ready? Uh, (laughs) Musk posted on X. He said, Grok, quote, loves sarcasm. He continued, I have no idea who could have guided it this way. (laughs) So tongue-in-cheek. He said, Grok is designed to answer questions with a bit of wit and has a rebellious streak. So please don't use it if you hate 
humor. <laughs> I think every like, response should start with Grok think, right? Grok oh, think. what is this? Grok think this, this, this. Like he should just talk <laughs> in that way. Um, look, this. I I think we're just just I have no idea the level of insanity this is about to deploy on culture because yeah. you think of the speed of which we can develop content and stuff through like GPT and things like that. You're going to throw in like a whole nother layer of sarcasm, humor off taste. Like people are going to be getting in big trouble, right? Obviously, because yep. how are they going to keep the guardrails on and let it be funny and sarcastic, but also not delve into the world where there's like harm being done. Right. And everyone's yep. definition of that varies quite a bit. Um, from a brand play perspective, Elon Musk has just Nailed taken it. his brand and he's just made it AI and whatever happens, he's going to be in the headlines all the time, which this is, is part this of his is, strategy. This is what I'm going to say is like, this is the play that everybody's going to have to make at some level or another. You know, yesterday also was um, uh, open AIs, like they're having these like little developer conferences now. And actually uh, Elon Musk was there. And I'm sure that this announcement coincided with the fact that he was there. You know, he was even quoted saying in the future, uh, basically you'll just, decide if you want to work because you won't have to because you'll be able to uh, have AI automating so many of the tasks that you do on a daily basis. But also now that the new release of ChatGPT with their API allows for anyone to customize a GPT model. They're calling it GPTs. So now like you can own a language model for your brand. And that's exactly what he's done on a much larger scale. But this is going to be, this is going to go a lot further and a lot wider. And so you're going to see these little like G these, these large language models kind of popping up that are brand specific. And so you're going to have to be extremely diligent one with your own brand as to what data you feed it, but also recognizing that other brands are doing that too. And it's not just this like all safe thing comes on the tails of one week earlier, President Biden starting to put in some executive orders around uh, AI. And so like all of this is moving extremely fast. And I think any business owner that's not at least attentive to what's going on is going to be left in the dust because a month from now, everything will have changed. So about going to work or not, there are a lot of industries where AI isn't going to change that for you. <laughs> I you just, got, I saw an article last week about like the safest the safest positions or basically if you do anything, move anything from one place to another, we're in good shape. But yeah, and I don't believe at all. There's no. a world where you wake up and decide whether or not I want to work today. Hey, I go to work, I'll go to work for you. Like that's not happening. No, I agree. I, it's I agree. just like this utopic version of technology. Remember when phones were going to do that? When computers were going to do that? When Remember the metaverse? The fax machine NFTs. was going to do that. We were going to travel anymore. We were just going to yeah, and the metaverse, <laughs> we were just going to sit in like these apartments with goggles on all day. Remember all that, everybody? You know what's something about seeing a couple cycles go through? I can see why people get cynical. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe exactly. it's just realistic. We're, we're just all going to take that. the Toyota approach, which is now what I'm calling the measured approach. It's just a new thing. I wonder if Jim Farley's going to want an AI bot now. <laughs> what we call it? Jim Farley had really like, actually is an AI. It should call it like far out, right? Far out. The new AI bot by Jim Farley. Either way, hey, if you're in a used car week, we are coming for you. We'll see you tomorrow. Aside from that, we'll be on the internet. We'll see you there.